Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. Let me say first to you, Happy New Year. Isn't it amazing how fast it changed? I went out just a couple days or a day after Christmas and everything just changed. No more happy holidays, no more happy new year. Just amazing how fast it comes, how fast it goes, how things change, and how they stay the same at times. But the one thing that I noticed the most this morning, did you hear how relaxed Pastor Pat's voice was? <laughs> he was talking so quiet, you had to really listen. I just thought that was interesting. I never noticed it before, Pastor. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad you came out. December 29th, 2019. How many, how many ever believed you were going to say, oh, I'll be around in 2020? I think somebody told me this. I heard somebody talking this morning. They said, in Back to the Future, when they went to the future, it wasn't even 2020. Is that true? I don't know. I really don't know, but I'm thinking... That's hilarious. When they were making movies back in 1985, I think they went to 2015. We got that licked. We're moving on to 2020. Amazing, amazing. We're going to talk about By Faith this morning. Our series uh, of It's a Wonderful Life has come to an end. And today, Pastor Pat says, whatever the Lord lays on your heart. So I have just been struggling and wrestling, and I want to let you know I'm still struggling and wrestling, and I probably will the rest of my days. But I hope I get better each and every day. Amen? But we can be a person that walks by faith. Of course, we're going to be going to Hebrews 11. If you want to get your finger in the right book or in the right page or the right whatever it is, how you get there, but we're going to look at a couple verses in Hebrews 11 and then just a couple other verses. And I want to encourage you to take time to read Hebrews 11. I don't know what the reading plan is coming up this week because I haven't looked far enough ahead. I'm still finishing up 2019 reading plan, but I would just challenge you to read this chapter, the faith chapter, and as you read it, as you look at it, you're going to read many, many times, I believe it's 18 times if I counted right, by faith. Now, I'm not going to go crazy and start saying name it, claim it, you know, that type of stuff, but it does say that we have to accept all this by faith, and we have to move by faith, and, and we have to talk about it. So let me just lay a little bit of this, and I believe that this faith that I'm talking about today is going to be the conduit to our continued spiritual growth. Faith is the mechanism that God provides that links us up with this realm that we live in, uh, in what we cannot engage with our five senses. We do a lot by our senses, don't we? But faith has got to take us beyond our five senses. Because faith links us with the supernatural. It links us with our God that is greater than all the things that have been created because he is the creator and that we can grow and become the greatest living testimony of Jesus Christ in our lives that this world has ever seen. That's what your job is. That's what my job is. Faith is what makes the invisible God real to us. 
He can now express himself to us in ways that we could never have done it before. Let me read you a story. I just read this excerpt. I had a few things going on through my head, but this is what I settled on. Mark Hatfield tells of touring Calcutta with Mother Teresa and visiting the so-called House of the Dying, where sick children are cared for in their last days and at the dispensary where many poor people lined up by the hundreds to receive medical attention. Watching Mother Teresa minister to those people, feeding and nursing those left by others to die. Hatfield was overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of the suffering that she and her co-workers faced daily. How can you bear the load without being crushed by it? He asked Mother Teresa and her reply was, my dear Senator, I'm not called to be successful. I am called to be faithful. So if we look at Hebrews 11, and we look at verse 1, and we read it, and I have a lot of mine today, just so you know, out of the New American Standard, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. See, true faith is not based on empirical evidence, but on divine assurance. It is, it's a gift from God. Let's, let's get that set here at the very beginning. This faith thing that I'm talking about is a gift that God gives us. Faith connects us with what sight can't. Convicts us uh, of things that we cannot see. Faith connects us or connects you and connects me with a reality that transcends all of our five senses. And to depend on our five senses, they're there, right? We have them, but to depend on them is to not have faith. Because if we can see it, then we really don't need faith, do we? And then it goes on to say, let's just jump down a couple verses in 11, chapter 11, verse 6, that it's impossible to please God without faith. And it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. If I can add my opinion here, that's what I'm going to do. I think it's an insult to our God to not have faith in him. For many of us as Christians, the reason why many of us are struggling and, and we're not seeing growth, we're not seeing the new growth for God expressed in our faith is because we don't go beyond our senses, our sight, our, our hearing, our taste, our touch. So if we can't get beyond that, therefore, we limit God to what he can do because we're kind of saying we don't need you when we only rely on our senses. I, I listen to Pastor Tony Evans fairly regularly, and so this is his quote. I can take credit for this. 
Faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it may be so because Jesus or because God said so. Let me say it again. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it may be so, just because God said so. If God said it, it must be true. And if it's true because God said it, it has to be because what is he? He is truth, right? So one of our biggest problems that I see, especially in our society, is is getting our feelings out of the way and acting in an area of faith. Feelings are real. I'm feeling it right now. (laughs) You can't dismiss how somebody feels. If somebody is anxious, they're anxious, right? If somebody is feeling insecure, yeah, well, that's a real feeling. And I'm I'm not going to argue that there's a reality in that. But just because it's real doesn't make it right. Feelings do not have intellect. Thank you, Pastor Dr. Evans, for helping me. Feelings do not have intellect. Feelings respond to what I'm thinking or or what I'm believing. And see, that's what the job the devil is doing. That's what Satan is doing. He's trying to make the unreal real in our minds. Feelings are like yo-yos. Think about it. What do yo-yos do? Up and down. Up and down. Maybe even around the world but typically just up and down. And see, our feelings can even overrule in our lives God's word. Let's go to Adam and Eve. (laughs) Or David, we can use them as examples. And, And when they got distracted, they got distracted from what the word really was, what God was really telling them, and they, they listened to the distraction. They got their eyes off, and they wanted to do what they could touch, feel, see, taste, smell, those types of things. Let me, let me even boil it down maybe just a little bit more. How many have ever gone to see a comedian? How many have ever watched a comedian? If you haven't watched a comedian, sometimes you just got, you just got to, right? You just... And in, in, in my family, we have those that like to quote a gentleman by the name of Brian Regan. And um, I have experienced, I've had the experience of, you know, just going in and I would go sit down at my brother's house and we, would, we were all together and, and somebody would put that on. And the next minute, if you were feeling tired or you're feeling like you're dragging a little bit, all of a sudden the room started to have some laughter in it. And all of a sudden, this laughter took me from a point where I was ready about to fall asleep or not just feeling all that great to all of a sudden laughter. And we know laughter can, is like a medicine, right? It can bring some healing to us. Or, or you can have the other side of it too where you can get such a sad story that your emotions are brought into it so much, all of a sudden you start feeling the hurt and you start feeling the guilt and I'm going to do something about that. You can be crying one minute 
and you could be laughing in the next minute. That's what our emotions are about. That's what our feelings are like. So I heard this expression and it, it works very well for me in my life about feelings and air turbulence. How many have ever been on a plane and experienced the air turbulence? How does that make you feel? Now, Pastor Julie's not here today, but it just shocked me to no end when we were talking about it. She says, oh, I love air turbulence. <laughs> of all people, that just blew me away. That Pastor Julie likes the air turbulence in an airplane. I love roller coasters. I, well, I used to. <laughs> Things have changed a little bit. But you could hardly keep me off a roller coaster, right? And that's what I feel like I'm on sometimes when we're in those airplanes. And I do not enjoy, Pastor Julie, the feeling of air turbulence. And I do not like hearing some of the stories. I had uh, one of my sister-in-laws came back from a trip one time and she said that their plane just dropped so many feet so fast the oxygen popped out and I don't know if I'd get back on a plane very soon after that. She flies all the time. I, it's out of control. I get scared. Scaredy cat. I get really quiet. My thoughts are going a mile a minute in my head and like, the heck, I see those wings flapping out there. And, but then I hear the voice of the captain come over. And say like, yep, there's air turbulence. Well, who told you? You know, <laughs> yes, I know there's air turbulence. What are we going to do about it? And then he'll say, we're going to climb a few feet. We're going to get up. We're going to get above those. And I'm saying, thank you, pilot. Thank you, Jesus. Get us up there. The fact is, the fact really is that I wasn't really in trouble. I was just out of control. The plane is made for that. The pilots have trained for that. And really, to be quite honest, in all of my experience, everything ended up being just fine. But I became insecure through the process. I know it feels bad, and, but the air was just making it a little bit uncomfortable, really, for just usually a few moments Maybe at worst, a few minutes. So like, Lord, oh my gosh, I get that. I'm not in control. We serve a God who's in control. And so as I was looking at this, you cannot grow without faith. We cannot grow as a church without faith. It is impossible to, to, to connect with God. It told us earlier in the scripture in verse 6, Without faith, we cannot connect with God without faith. Which then means to me, we have to be living beyond just our senses. Because if we live just by our senses, we don't need a faith. We don't need this Lord. You have to live with your senses. I get that. I'm not going to deny anybody that. I've been using my senses overtime this past week, especially on the food side of it. That taste sense has been going crazy. I don't 
I don't think I've turned one little peanut butter cookie with a Hershey kiss in the middle away yet. <laughs> but see, God can't be limited by our senses. Abraham was told to leave her of the Chaldees. Said, I'm sending you to a place that you know not. All he knew is he was supposed to go. And how do we know? Because we have the, we have the words to read that he packed up and he went. Talk about an incredible faith. There was nothing to make sense of that in his mind. See, if I relate that back to me or to you, don't tell me we're trusting God if we don't get up and move. When we're told to move, it's time to move. When we're told to do something different, it's time to do it. Maybe it's time to to change a job or maybe it's time to stay put right where you're at. Quit looking for something all all the time. See, faith is not doubting in our heart. Faith is the opposite of, I think, fear. It's a choice to trust Jesus despite everything to the contrary and to expect from him what cannot be expected from anything else in this world. And I know that's a very, very difficult thing to accept when you're in the middle of a a physical crisis, a financial crisis. It's really easy for the guy to stand up here and say, this is what you should do, but you're not living it. I don't disagree with that. But see, we have a lot of biblical characters that we look to. I, I was listening to a pastor, Michael Todd, the other day. And he, he made this statement. He said, what makes our Bible characters something that we can talk about weekly? Most of the time, they are doing something that is great, and it's, it's challenging us to be more like them, right? Oh, I get challenged all the time by Scripture. I hope that's what it does for you. But then he said, he asked a question that's been bugging me. <laughs> it's been stirring in me. And he asked a question. He says, well, what about you? Why aren't you more like those Bible characters that you're reading? Are we the kind of believer who claims to be a follower of Jesus, but once we are going to be gone one day, one day we're all going to be gone, it says in Scripture. What will we be remembered for? And then he kind of boiled it down. He says, and I'm not just talking about everybody. What is your family going to say about you? What are your children going to say about you? What are your siblings going to say about you? What are your friends going to say about you? Were you a person that acted in faith? Did you walk in faith? So I'm going to grab a few of these Bible characters and just look at it because I think they do encourage us and say, Lord, help me to be more like a Caleb. A Caleb that came back. And when he came back with the spies, the other 11 spies. We know Caleb and Joshua stood their ground, right? But the other 10 were fighting against them. They didn't like what they were doing. But, but Caleb did not listen to all the people because he knew his God would bring about victory. How about David? He did not look at the size of Goliath and do what the rest of Israel did. 
He ran and picked up some stones and then he headed out toward that giant. That giant, that mountain of a man, if you will. How about Noah? Noah building a boat in a field nowhere near water who had never seen rain before. I know it wasn't a boat, it was an ark. A massive ark. How about Enoch, who walked so correctly before his God that he was just taken away? Oh, does that sound glorious, doesn't it? Or Daniel, who stayed so true to his convictions and he continued no matter the threat that came his way. Or one of my favorite Bible stories, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You, you can't tell me that they didn't see the furnace. You can't tell me they didn't hear the furnace. You can't tell me that they didn't smell the fire going like crazy, because what did they do? They heated it up as hot as they could get that thing going. But they weren't going to be shaken. They weren't going to be the ones to bow their knees because they were told to, and everybody else did the same thing. They said, no, we can't do that. That goes against the conviction that I have and the faith that I have and the God that I serve. <clears throat> Maybe that's where you're at right now. Maybe you're standing right there and you're facing your mountain. But I believe a God that said, we can... Talk to those mountains. All we got to have is a faith the size of a grain of mustard seed. And if we could speak to that mountain. Now I'm not asking you to head out to Colorado and start calling the mountains out and trying to remove them. I'm not talking about that, right? I'm talking about the mountains that build up in our lives, the problems, the situations. And I'm telling you, there are people that are living in this this local body that are facing mountains. We just heard about one this morning, didn't we? But I believe with all my heart, knowing the Jack and Kathy Dykstra like I do, they're going to be able to speak to that mountain. And they're going to be able, that's good. They're going to get through that. They're going to pass through that without a lot of problems. They're going to have loss. They're going to have hard times. I get that. But you know what? I believe, and I believe with a praying body like we have here, we're going to hold them up. And we have men in this church that I've been talking to on the phone that have been dealing with physical ailments for quite some time, multiple years, and they begin to speak to each other. And when one's down, one can make a call and begin to lift them up and say, hey, don't live just by what you're feeling. I know your back bad or I know this is bad but you can, you can do this and I'm going to be there and I'm going to be praying with you. I'm going to be praying for you and that's what we need within the body. Folks, what I'm talking about is 2020 coming up, right? You know what? 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by what we see, not by sight. I believe that we can begin to see a faith grow in our local body. I believe we got to be praying in a way that we haven't prayed before. I asked Pastor Pat if I could say this, and, and he said it would be all right. We're going to start talking about fasting a little bit more in this next year, and I believe this church is going to be called to a place where we start implementing that. I'm embarrassed to say how many times I read it in Scripture and skip over it. Shame on me. 
But what I want to do is I want us to have this, this Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego type of moment that no matter what, called up before the king and he's saying, what are you guys doing? He knew them. They knew him. They knew that this guy didn't mess around. But they were able to stand and I want us to be able to stand and say, no, I don't bend my knee because I can hear the furnace, because I can smell the furnace, because I can see the furnace, you know? Because my God is way bigger than that and he will be with me through it all. Even if, king, even if I perish, I'm still not bowing my knee to that. Even if there may be death at the end of this, or even if I have to stay in this time of suffering for a little bit. I've been living with a woman for a number of years now, my wife. Sounded really bad, sorry. <laughs> Did not mean for it to come out that way. But I've been watching somebody living by faith and not by sight. All kinds of different issues that I'm not gonna bring up to you publicly like this, but I have watched her stand steady and stay on the word of God and continue to praise the Lord even through all the circumstances that she's dealing with. And, and I could begin to name names in this room. People that you know. We need to be grateful and we need to rejoice with those who rejoice. We need to mourn with those who mourn. But as far as our situations are concerned, we need to continue to walk by faith. Lord, I want my faith bigger. I want my faith greater. I want to walk in a way of faith that I've never walked before. And that's really what my prayer is going to be for 2020. And maybe this could just be an encouragement to you that I am going to walk by faith and not just by sight. And I think we're going to have to continue to remind each other. And I'm not going to tell you that you can't remind me of that. I sometimes have a very short memory. <laughs> Romans 10, 17 also says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe we've got to get out of our attitude of saying that the church is not important or the pastor's words are not important. I believe that the Lord gave us the local body, the local church for us to grow and learn and understand and be taught and be held accountable to each other. We're to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. We need to come on a weekly basis being ready to walk and let our faith be increased because I know the week is going to wear it down, right? The week's going to beat us up a little bit. Some weeks are going to be harder than other weeks. But I'm just saying, Lord, I want, to, I want my faith to continue to grow and not be always dissuaded because of what I see or what I hear. We're going into a political year, folks. We're in. But this is a, another election year and I'm saying our God is on the throne and our God reigns and our God is in control and I'm not afraid of what the future holds. 2020 is going to be a year that I'm playing, planning and praying for a move of great faith in Bethesda Christian Church. Big faith. Or if nothing else growth in our faith. And how is faith going to continue to grow in us? 
unless we keep Jesus at the center of it all. I'm telling you, I was, this was on my heart and this was stirring. I didn't know what songs were picked to be sung this day until just a few days ago when we reviewed the service. And I'm like, oh yeah, Jesus at the center of it all. Are you willing to say, Lord, I want my faith to increase. I don't want it to be just by what I see. I want my faith to grow because I know who you are and I'm gonna just continue to be in a place where I'm gonna let your word come in and by f- faith comes by hearing. And that doesn't mean you only do that on Sunday morning. That should be Monday through Thursday when you're on your knees, when you're in your word, when you're doing your own personal study, when you're doing your own personal reading, when you're meeting with people and you're talking. I hope you get the word in all the discussions that you can be. Get Jesus into the middle of that discussion. I'll tell you what, you get Jesus in the middle of it, you'll get the negativity out of it. Right? That's what we begin, we need to begin to do. I've got two more pages of notes that I'm not going to do. Because I believe that we need to be challenged going into this new year, 2020. I'm embarrassed to say, I never thought we'd get past 1984 when I was a kid. It's kind of scary because that was only 20 years of my life. (laughs) But I was so convinced Christ was coming back, but I'm even more convinced today that he is coming back. And if he's coming back, he's going to be looking for those that have stayed faithful. I'm not going to preach a a, a message that is out of line, I don't think. But do you want your faith increased? And that my faith, the faith that I have, is the gift that God has put in me. And Lord, I need a little bit more. I need more help in that area of faith. Because I let my eyes see too much. I let my ears hear too much that begin to pull me away from this feeling of, oh, God is totally in control. Oh, did you see that? Sorry. Will you stand with me today? I just feel the need to just say that my faith I want it to take me to a place where, Lord, bring those into this church that need to hear about you. And Lord, build up our pastor to have that word ready and all the ministry staff, but Lord, in particular, our pastor, to have that word ready for those that come in that they can make that decision to say, oh, I need to have this Jesus, Lord of my life. I'm going to be praying, Lord, give me the faith to believe that you're going to start bringing the people in that need what I have been given a deposit of to be able to pour into them. Are you brave enough? Are you bold enough to be able to pray that prayer today?
Lord, increase my faith. Oh, Lord, increase my faith. Father, I just pray right now that you begin to increase our faith as a congregation, Lord. I'm not going to call any single person out, but Lord God, I am calling us out as a congregation before you. That those that already have great faith, help us to see what they have and help us to learn from them and to follow in those ways. And then, Lord, those of us that say, I need to deepen my faith and remove what I'm always seeing and hearing and not operate that way, but I'm going to operate through what your word tells me. Oh, Lord, it's your word that is our anchor. It is your word that is our rock. It is your word that doesn't change from week to week, year to year. Your word is ever true. Father, I just pray right now that you will help me increase my faith. And Lord, everyone that's in this room, Oh, Lord, I just pray today that you would increase everybody's faith in you, that we won't operate, Lord God, oh, just by sight, but we will operate by the faith that you've given us, Lord. Lord, as we read, and and, and those that will take time to read Hebrews 11, it gets to the end of that chapter saying many of them never even saw the fruition of all that they stood for. Because, Lord, there were those that were just, they were taken out way early of their life. Boiled in oil and cut in half and and killed so many different ways. But they stayed true to who you are. They did not compromise. They did not stop serving, praising, worshiping, loving you. Oh, Lord, in this day where we have so many comforts, in this day where we have so much working on our behalf, Lord, we have more access to information than we've ever had before. Oh, Lord, don't let our minds go too far with that without you being the center of it all. If you want to just take time to pray, if you want somebody to pray with you, We have people that will pray with you. If you're feeling weak in your faith, if you're feeling weak in your walk, I'm going to ask our uh, prayer people to come forward that will be able to pray. Those that are, are working at the altars. And if you need some prayer, if you need that faith increase, come and pray with these people. We're two gathered together, right? In prayer, Jesus is right there in the middle of it. Come down and let him support you. Let them pray with you and help you. But we're going to sing this song. We'll sing it through a couple times and then we'll say a closing prayer before we dismiss. Let's sing this, Michael, please. Jesus and center of it all. Every voice today. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end it will always be it's always been you jesus jesus everybody sing jesus at the center of it all jesus at the center of it all from beginning will always be, it's always been you, Jesus, Jesus, nothing else, 
important to say right now, remember Jesus got in the boat with his disciples and they got out in the middle of the sea and there was a storm that was brewing, right? Where were they? Right where he wanted them to be. You can be in the middle of a storm right now. You can be fighting whatever it is that's fighting in your life. And you can be right where he would have you if Jesus is the center of it all. Because see, if you read that account, I believe it's in the book of Luke, it talks about how he had a pillow. He wasn't just taking a little, no, he pulled a pillow up. He was gone to sleep. And they were in the center of where he would have them to be. Father, I just pray that, Lord God, as we leave 2019, Lord God, I thank you for another opportunity to leave 
a new year, start a new year. Lord, I thank you for that, that idea. It, it makes me think from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, Lord, your name is going to be praised as we close out one year and we start another. Oh, Lord, we're going to lift up the praises of your name. And Lord, I'm going to believe that 2020 is going to be a year that is going to be filled with great faith for all of us. And you're going to do a work in this church. You're going to do a work in individual lives, family lives. Lord God, in this church, life. You're going to do a work in us, Lord God, and I ask that you just challenge us. You convict us where we need to have conviction, but Lord, I ask that you lead us to where you would have us go in this next year. Thank you for it. We give you all the praise, Lord. Bless all those that are at the altar right now, all those that have come for prayer. Lord, for all those that are in their seats, bless us, move us, Lord, I don't just pray for blessing because we deserve blessing. No, Lord, I ask that in that blessing, our faith will grow, not by what we see, but Lord, by the faith that you have for us to grow in. Not by sight, but it's by you. I ask it now in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. God bless you all. Happy New Year to you.